Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Welcome to Lane Market Talk. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. Okay, it's 1.55 in the afternoon Eastern Time, and the markets are flat at the moment. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up uh, 0.38%, S&P 500 down 0.15%, and the NASDAQ Composite down 1.12%. Uh, the big news today is the Biden administration announced that the United States would be releasing 50 million barrels of oil out of the strategic reserve. And that was also in conjunction with several other large companies, China and others, announcing the same thing. Okay, well, the markets are really not reacting much to that news. And uh, surprisingly, oil prices are actually up just a little bit. So we'll, we'll talk about what's going on there. Okay, so part of the reason is that this news was somewhat expected. Just two sessions ago, I talked about this might be happening. Uh, so it was kind of widely expected by the markets it might happen. And it's also recognized as some somewhat of a symbolic gesture, and reason being uh, 50 million barrels of oil is what the United States uses in two and a, two and a half days. We, we go through about 20 million barrels of oil a day. So it, it's more symbolic than anything else. But uh, the reason oil prices are going up, if you ever want to check uh, oil prices, I mentioned the other day in the United States, we use a barrel of West Texas crude oil as the benchmark. You can go to the website oilprice.com, oilprice.com. I mean, there are other places to get the prices, but this one works well. Um, and it says here, a barrel of oil, West Texas crude right now is going for $78.67 a barrel, actually up $1.92. Uh, the bottom line, why are the markets flat and why is oil going up? Okay, the other day I mentioned stock markets, first of all, tend to go up and down more on changes in expectations of the future as opposed to what's actually happening. So this news was already built into the market about the possible release of strategic reserves. So the market's not reacting much to that. And why is oil actually going up? Well, oil's been in decline for the last six weeks, even though you haven't seen it yet at the gas pumps. Uh, I think the anticipation was that the release from the strategic reserves might have been an even a bigger number than it turned out to be. So there might even be some almost a sense of sigh of relief on the oil market, so uh, pushing prices up. All right, so we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. All right, we have other things going on. Uh, Dollar Tree. Uh, Dollar Tree announced that they are raising their prices by 25%. So now most items will cost $1.25 versus a dollar. Okay, so uh, that leads into, first of all, let me get you the price quote on Dollar Tree. It was up earlier. So let's see what we got going on here with Dollar Tree. Uh, it was up around 5%. So let's see. And I want to explain that concept of, uh, let's see here. Uh, as far as their trading symbol, they use DLTR, DLTR. Yeah, a lot of people sometimes think it's just tree. That's actually lending tree. So uh, David, Larry, Tom, Ralph, that is their symbol. And 
Oh yeah, the stock is up 8.8% right now. Feeling among the market is they'll probably get away with it. Uh, here's why. It's a concept in economics called uh, price elasticity. And what that is, how much of a change in demand do you have for increases or decreases in price? Uh, there are some items that are very, very price sensitive. If you raise the price even a little bit, you're going to get a bigger uh, carton and carton than same percentage corresponding decrease in demand. Exactly, uh, example like Comet and Ajax. Uh, to a lot of people, you raise the price on one, they'll just immediately switch to the other. But other items are not as sensitive to price change, and and that would be for reasons like not an easy substitute, at least in consumers' minds. For a lot of people, there's no substitute, as an example, to a trip to Disney World. So Disney can get away with raising their prices and not seeing that big of a decrease in demand. For another reason is how, and it would be in this case, how big a percentage of somebody's budget is it? As an example, if you are really hungry and you used to get you know those packs of those um, toasty crackers from a vending machine, uh, and it, it was a dollar, and then you go to, to buy it, it's $1.25 now. It's a 25% price increase, but if you're really hungry, you're probably going to go ahead and do it. Uh, versus you go to buy an automobile, uh, $40,000, suddenly it's now selling for fifty, and you might you might back off because that's a much higher percentage of your uh, budget. Well, I think that's the case here with Dollar Tree. You know, consumers will grumble about it. You know, I used to pay a dollar. I'll go somewhere else now, paying a dollar twenty-five, but they'll probably end up still just paying a dollar twenty-five. So uh, that that is why I think you're seeing the stock up. And you know, bottom line, they'll probably get away with it. All right. Whether they keep their name as uh, Dollar Tree or not, we'll have to see. But I guess that sounds better than Dollar Twenty Five Tree. All right. So we got that news. Uh, we got some news on Zoom. Uh, symbol ZM Zebra uh, Mary. Okay, so they released their earnings yesterday, and uh, basically they're saying things are slowing down for them, as expected. You know, as more people are going back to work, uh, going back in the office or wherever it might be, probably less demand uh, for Zoom services, but they're not going anywhere. But anyway, uh, the stock has been as high as $486 a share. And it's been doing a steady decline as you know people have gone back to work. And today, it's at one hundred ninety nine dollars eighty nine cents, down forty two dollars thirty nine cents. It's down seventeen and a half percent today. So, uh, we've seen Zoom with the big run up and run down, ran up as COVID hit, and now coming back down. So, all right. So we'll see what's going on. They they said they're anticipating uh, slower demand. Uh, we had some news yesterday from the Federal Reserve that uh, the Biden administration is going to go ahead and keep Jerome Powell as the Fed chairperson uh, for another four years. The market's generally like that. You know, he, he's a known quantity. Uh, there was some uh, talk that uh, perhaps, uh, I think a person's name is pronounced Lail, it's L-A-I-L, uh, Bernard, uh, she uh, might become the new Fed chair, chairperson. Uh, the markets would have been okay with that, but the, there's been some concern that she might be a little bit less um, apt to battle inflation uh, as much as Jerome Powell might. And there's some questions. He's not even doing enough about that. So, uh, But anyway, either one of them would have been fine, but uh, the markets generally like the fact that you know he's a known quantity, so he'll be here for another uh, four years. Uh, one comment I wanted to make about the Federal Reserve you know, I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it on future sessions. The central banking system of the United States, it actually answers to Congress. Uh, 
And basically, they're told by Congress, keep the economy of the United States growing as quickly as possible. Make sure everybody that wants a job in this country has one at the level they're trained to do with commensurate pay and keep inflation under control. Well, I mentioned the first two go opposite of the third. When the Fed is more interested in growing the economy and keeping people employed, they tend to influence interest rates downwards and increase the amount of money in supply where banks have more to make loans. But when the Federal Reserve's emphasis shifts over to battling inflation, they do everything in reverse. They begin to raise interest rates and decrease the money supply as loans are paid off, new ones uh, aren't able to be made. All right, so here's something I haven't brought up, though. Why is it so difficult for the Fed to do what they do? Uh, well, first of all, the Federal Reserve looks at the same economic reports that we do. A lot of them are found on BLS.gov, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and BEA.gov, Bureau of Economic Analysis. Um, all right, so they look at the same reports that we look at. Those reports always have the word preliminary in front of it. Those numbers are constantly being revised and sometimes drastically. The U.S. economy is so big and so complex that these government agencies, they're just getting a first read on the economy and they're constantly revising the numbers. And they actually don't sign off on the final numbers for a lot of those reports for up to five years. So in some cases, they're just now signing off on the November 2016 numbers as final. So that's part of what makes it difficult for the Fed. They're using data that may or may not be accurate. Uh, the other thing is that when they do make a change to interest rates or the money supply, they don't see an immediate uh, result. It sometimes takes nine to 18 months before they see this full results of their actions. So basically, they're using economic data that may or may not be accurate, and they're making changes that they may not see the results for possibly up to a year and a half. It's almost being uh, told to drive home blindfolded, even if there's no cars on the road, it's still going to be difficult. It's actually amazing. In a lot of cases, they do as well as they do. Uh, but anyway, that's give you a little information on that. Okay, so we got a few more things here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Rivion. Okay, that's the electric truck company that had that big initial public offering uh, not too long ago, you know, described as the biggest one since Facebook. All right, so. Uh, R-I-V-N, Ralph, Ida, Victor, Nancy. It came out at $78 a share. It shot up to $179 a share, and it's pulled back to $117 a share. We've been seeing a pull-off, part of the a pullback, part of the news both Rivian and Ford Motor Company announced they had, they had had a deal to jointly develop electric vehicles going forward. And they announced a couple of days ago that they were going to both go their own ways and develop them independently of each other. Uh, so it, the stock has sold off somewhat on that. But um, Ford does still own 12% of Rivian, and I believe Amazon.com owns 20% and has contracted for a large number of electric delivery vehicles from Rivian. So overall, um, Rivian, the outlook still looks good. Uh, but you know that's one of the reasons you're seeing the stock pullback. All right, so what else we got today? Uh, the last thing today, we're taking some hits today to market on retail stocks. So let me just run through a few here, give you an idea. Best Buy, BBY, Boy Boy Yellow. Uh, they are down 13.1% right at the moment. Uh, what they announced, they announced the holiday sales. They expect to be good, uh, but not quite as good as was expected. Part of the uh, concern here is that there may be some supply chain issues. They simply may not have everything that people want to buy. So 
that, that's part of the issue there and is obviously perhaps increased competition from uh, you know, online retailers. Also, there's been a lot more aggressive Black Friday pricing from some of these, uh, really just retailers in general. All right, so we got Best Buy down quite a bit. Uh, let's see who else we had here. Um, we also had Dick's Sporting Goods uh, has been was down uh, quite a bit. Now they've had a big run up. Uh, they've had a big, big run up this year. Uh, I mentioned several retail stocks have had big years. I mentioned that the other day, uh, and Macy's, uh, Dillard's, and so forth. But uh, Dick's has been pulling back a little bit. They're down 5.05%. A lot of the same issues. Uh, supply chain issues. Are they going to be having everything in the stores that people are looking for? So we've, we've got that. So we got uh, also uh, one more, a couple more to look at. Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, I believe they've been taking a hit also. So let's have a look at what they are doing here. Give me a second here. And then I just want to make a few closing comments about long-term versus short-term investing. I'm going to be starting to get into a lot more sell strategies, buy strategies. Yeah, they've got the same issues. Their numbers actually didn't come in as great as the market was expecting. And there's also now some issues with their numbers, uh, sales and profits going forward the next quarter. Uh, Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch, symbol, stock trading symbols, ANF, Apple, Nancy Frank, and they're down 14.2%. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, in the short term, the market tends to overreact to news. I've talked about this before. It pushes company stocks up more than it probably should on good news and pummels them downwards more than it probably should on negative news. Uh, so sometimes what a strategy, when you begin to see big movements on these companies, keep an eye on them and then wait a few days. Wait for them to start settling down. Uh, if you're ever looking to buy, uh, you could possibly buy a piecemeal rather than everything at once, put maybe you know, a quarter of the money you're thinking about in. Let's see what happens. Another quarter. There's different things you can do because stock trading commissions are so low nowadays. It's not as big an issue as it once was. All right. But bottom line, the last thing I wanted to mention today, we're going to be talking about fundamentals, financial statements, all kinds of trading strategies going forward. Here's the last thing for today. There are three things any company has to do to be successful in the long term. And I challenge anybody to give me even one company that has not done these three and has still been successful in the long term. So here they are. They have to grow their sales, keep their debt under control, and figure out how to make a profit. It's simply those three. In the short term, companies can do all kinds of things, be up, down, everywhere. But in the long term, those are the three things you have to do. Uh, grow your sales revenues, grow your sales, keep your debt under control, and figure out how to make a profit. So we'll talk more about this stuff going forward. Anyway, uh, just going to wrap it up for today. Hope everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and I'll talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See you.